ache like I just played food and I'm like, I'm gonna go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like a good stream, couple of tall boys, yeah. then and a nap. And then I woke up at fucking midnight and was up for like three hours. <laughs> went back to sleep. What'd you do for those three hours? Watch Vikings and uh, pull some buckets. Oh, you're on to Vikings! Yeah, I finished the first season today. Dude, how <laughs> was it? It was good. When he how took down, um, uh, oh my god, holy shit, it's been so fucking long. Like uh, he takes down like the one Earl. Yarl. Oh yeah, he's an, he's he not. He wasn't even a Yarl. He was yeah, he was an Earl. Earl. I don't remember his name. That's it. We're going with Earl Grey T. <laughs> oh was, wow. I think it was like a D name or something. I don't remember. Yeah, no, I can't believe I can't remember that first one because that first season is just so like, from him being a farmer and just them not taking him seriously right off the bat, and then he just has that come up and it's just like. Damn. And then, like, they stole their priest and shit. Athelstan. Yeah. Athelstan. Dude, just wait. You're in for a fucking ride, man. That series. I just started watching it one day, just like not... It's just like one of those whim things. Like, I'll probably not actually follow through with this. And I just got hooked immediately. And then I thought about it, and I was like, well, Valhalla's coming out. I was like, this is a perfect time to get into some Viking <laughs> shit. And it actually is a fucking ridiculous series. The brother's such a dick, too. Rolo, fucking douchebag. That's not actually... they. <clears throat> why they even like made him a character was because there are other Vikings along... Like Ragnar Lothbrook, it's actually Lodbrook. And it stands for, I think it's baggy breeches or something, <laughs> saggy breeches or something like that. That was why they said that's, it's basically like if this dude was real, there's like, it's either like this dude was a real guy or it's kind of like a mix of a bunch of legends put yeah. together into the legend of Ragnar Lothbrook to kind of like, yeah, that they all have like legends, almost like the religion, but he's also in their, like he was supposed to be a real guy. But it's just so far along that he's definitely the most famous out of all of them. But Rolo was another one. You'll learn later on he has stuff to do with like France and different stuff like that. But Rolo was another real Viking back then that was just like savage. And he actually like did enough significant things in history to be remembered now. He was never actually Ragnar's brother. If Ragnar, uh. if Ragnar was a real person, they didn't. Even I don't even think they existed in the same exact time period. So they put Rolo in because he's another significant name to Vikings. Mm -hmm. But that character specifically, I think that's why they make him such a douchebag. Yeah, motherfucker, <laughs> like he tries to have sex with like the main character's wife, like his brother's wife, in like the very, like fucking first twenty minutes. And at the end of the first episode, right before they set up, like set off to go to England or whatever. He fucking, like, just rapes, like, the one, like, blacksmith's daughter. Dang. And then he just gets on the boat, like, nothing even... Like, he's, like, fixing his gloves as he's getting yep. on the boat and yep. shit. And just sit down, and, like, everyone's like, oh, what's up? <laughs> hey, just like, fuck oh, you, Rolo. Dude, wait, it just gets even, like... At least he didn't throw a child out of a window. That's fair. First episode of Game of Thrones? Yeah. <laughs> just yeet a little child out of a window, you yeah, know? Yeah, when Brand comes up on Cersei and Jamie fucking each other. Mind yeah. your business. Yeah. Mind your fucking business, kid. And no just, one asked you. Hey, it's his castle. Yeah, huh? it is his it, castle. It's his house. Not yet. Well, I mean, it's still, he lives there. It's, it's his, his family's house. house. It doesn't matter. House. She's the queen. <laughs> she could she could fuck anyone's brother that she wants, let alone her own. <laughs> I mean, but by the end of the first season, he's talking to the fucking the king of Denmark. Mm. Yeah. 
Denmark. Oh, uh, Harold. Yeah. Harold does come at the end. country back in those times. Yeah. Bro, I'm telling you, man, that fucking series, you're just about to get to, like, really, like, that first season's epic because, of, like I said, his come up, but then it's just like, you see him take, you see him beat his Earl, now he's Earl, mm-hmm. of, of, uh, Cat to Cat. And they end the first season by, like, starting a war with that other Yarrow. Yeah, which one? I don't Jarl something. Jarl Borg? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because Harold. Yeah. Yeah. They um, have a land dispute. Yeah. There's a land dispute between uh, King Harold and Jarl Borg. And they're going to... I guess you're going to see what happens. Who's it's, your favorite character? I mean... Oh, Loki. I knew it. I absolutely <laughs> knew that you were going to... You were going... Uh, no, Floki. Oh, Floki. Floki. That was his name. Yeah. Floki. <laughs> Just talk, dude. He's he's a creepy motherfucker. Man. I can see the boards in the trees. <laughs> oh yeah, when he's talking about making the boats. <laughs> in this tree there's two perfectly curved boards like the shape of a woman. <laughs> but would, one day I'll cut this tree down and I would build them into a magnificent boat. <laughs> and it's funny because they use Floki as like the uh Floki's also another fictional character. I don't think that he actually has any historical significance to anything. But I think they just made him just in the grand scheme of things. Like, how crazy do you think the first boat builder had yeah. to have been to, like, think, like, yo, I'm going to fucking take these trees and build this thing that's going to take us, like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, when they first take it on the water, he's like, why did you ever trust me? Like, this thing's going to sink. <laughs> and then, like, they finally said the same one and, like, start sailing forever. He's like, I knew it. I knew it the whole time. <laughs> I, I told knew you. Thor is with us. <laughs> He he beat he sent the storm to prove to everyone that even this can't sink our ship. Yep, he yep. loves our boat. Yep. <laughs> he loves our boat. He loves us. Floki loves the gods. Just remember that. Floki loves the gods to a fault. I, I like I still love it. They're like, oh, oh, do you still worship your god, Christian or priest, like whatever they call him? Oh, bro, that's that's nothing. Like Athelstan's journey is just. Wait till you see what happens. I'll just say this right now because it's not really surprising. Wait until he goes back to England. (laughs) Wait till Athelstan gets back over there, bro, and see what happens. I'm not even going to say anything further, but yeah, he he has a fun journey in in Vikings. Yeah, I definitely rather live with the Vikings and the English people. The Christians. Yeah. (laughs) The Christians and the pagans. That's great. Hey, that was a that was a pretty long intro, but we're back. It's room to talk, and uh, I'm your I'm one of your hosts, Bud Walker. What's up? I'm Mike McCloskey, and my name's Seth. Seth's back with us again for a second time. He's going to be with us more regularly, and we're pumped about that. That's for sure. Hell yeah! Oh, I'm pumped to be here too. Hell so. yeah! <laughs> Hell yeah! Always a good day when you get an episode in, right? So what are we talking about today? Today's Michael's research uh, topic day. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Battle of Blair Mountain. It was the largest labor uprising in the United States and the largest armed uprising since the Civil War. The largest armed nice. uprising since the Civil War. And it yep. was the Battle of Blair Mountain. Well, it's like that was like the main battle of it. Okay, but there's the like deciding a, factor. Yeah. A couple of different skirmishes. Yeah. Well... Yeah, yeah. We'll get, I mean, we'll get into it. Interesting, very interesting. I don't know shit about it. I've never heard anything about it. I'm, I'm excited to learn about it. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I would love anything to do with history. 
a big history buff. <laughs> as, so. we, as you guys know from the intro there, we're talking a little bit about Vikings. I got a couple of news stories, though, before we uh, get into that, though. A couple of news stories to start off the bat. Let's go with number one. I, 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 this, I just really like this one. <laughs> Biker with meth falls during race, accidentally shoots himself before getting hit by a car. Wait. <laughs> Wait. You heard okay. it. Okay. Biker with meth falls during race. So he's, so he's in some sort of race. So he's in a race. a bicycle race, if I remember right. <laughs> No, no, it was motorcycle. What? He, okay. He was racing on his motorcycle. All right, so a bike. Yeah. Right. So, okay, so he's in a bike race, yeah. in a motorcycle race, and he has meth on him. Yeah. When you say shoot, that, do you mean like shoot? With a gun. With, with a, a gun. Okay, so he has a gun, too. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's so, what I was confused. I was like, wait, does he shoot up? Like, what, does he fall and, like, he shoots up with the meth? Is there like a needle in his sock or something? Or no, he shoots him. No, he has a gun in his sock. So this is a this is like a, a heavy race. This is like a fucking do or die. Yeah, it's fucking like a twisted metal death race. <laughs> yeah. You want to take a guess what state it's from? I'm gonna go. I'm sorry. I'm gonna go with New Jersey again. No, it's <laughs> not New Jersey. Fuck. Obviously, it's Florida. Mm, it's, that was a good guess. <laughs> It's from uh, Kansas City, Kansas. Kansas, okay. Yep. Kansas, okay. Good old corn state. Uh, right in the middle. So a man in possession of methamphetamine was critically injured after falling while racing on his motorcycle, during which he accidentally shot himself and got hit by a car, according to the Kansas uh, Police Department. Wow, what a shitty day. Yeah, that's like the worst day. <laughs> so apparently the uh, officers and medical crews responded to uh, a car crash. Like that was the call that was called in. And they can, they uh, transport him to the hospital afterwards with critical but non life threatening injuries, and so like the statement that the police have like their narrative for this, it says uh, while racing the suspect lost control of his bike and wrecked during the accident a weapon in his waistband discharged striking him in the hip, and then he was also <laughs> struck by another vehicle that fled the scene. He was transported to an area hospital in critical but non life threatening condition, and then a records check revealed him to be a felon in a large bag of suspected methamphetamine was located in the motorcycle. Oh, God. You know what's crazy? Uh, the people that hit him are now felons because they got into a hit and run. And, it, and they're probably, think about it, they're probably freaking the fuck out. Like, oh, damn, we just hit someone. We got to get the fuck out of here. But you don't realize that you just hit a fucking meth head yeah. that <laughs> shot himself in the hip beforehand. So you're fucking cool, man. Like, you, yeah. if there's anybody that you should hit on the fucking road. or <laughs> Yeah, there's no way the cops are going like, yeah, it's it's your fault. Not the not the guy with the literal methamphetamine. So before we move on, people, if you ever hit someone in the middle of the street, before you decide to run off and get yourself in trouble, make sure the person that you hit and like, isn't on meth first. This had to be like a street race or something. Because like, there's like other traffic apparently during this. It's not like a sanctioned race. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, when you first started, I thought you were going to say that he was like at like a, like he was just like a racer that was just like on meth or something like that. You know, it was like a sanctioned race. But no, it's just yeah. a street race. No, it's got to be a street race because uh, otherwise that car should not have been there. <laughs> a methed out tweaker is just fucking like ramming his motorcycle down the fucking road well yeah bro he's got to be fucking he's going as fast as anybody in this fucking world right now man <laughs> tweaking off meth and going like 140 i feels like i'm going so slow <laughs> <laughs> why am i not moving faster did he survive uh when they took him to the hospital he was alive 
It did say non, yeah, critical, non, non-life-threatening. Yep. So I don't imagine he's alive. So, he, like, he got shot in the hip. Like, that's gonna hurt. He may have some trouble walking, but he's not dead. And hit by a fucking car. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, but he had the meth in his system. That's true. So it's not nearly as bad. It makes you slightly indestructible. <laughs> it does make you slightly <laughs> indestructible. <laughs> dude, I, dude, I really think I could get hit by a fucking car after this. <laughs> you might get back up, but it's going to Comes hurt. back after the race. Bro, I don't think we can get hit by a car after doing this anymore. <laughs> so have you heard of the KF console, bud? The KF console? Yep. No. It's a KF console KFC partnered with Cooler Master to make... It's a cooler? No, no, no. It's a like it's a it's a computer. Oh, a computer. Sorry, I'm so like you. the company Cooler Master. They make like cases and like fans and shit like that. Right. They partnered with KFC to make a gaming PC. Oh. A gaming PC. Yeah. Can you play anything on it? Is there only kernel well, it's, related? It's like literally, it's just a PC. Oh, okay, but it's just made by like KFC. Well, but there's like a there's like a little like gimmick to it. That's what, okay. That's where I was getting at. So it's a it's a bucket. Sh- it's not like exactly like KFC bucket, but it's kind of like bucket shaped. Oh no! And uh, it also will warm your chicken. It has a chicken warmer <laughs> to it, like by like the the heat of like the computer warms the chicken. Oh, oh no! <laughs> Have you ever wanted a computer and a chicken warmer in one? Well, here's your chance. <laughs> I I really hope it comes with a free copy of the. Uh, Colonel Dating Simulator. It like it better, right? It, like, like it's got to come with a free copy of of KFC Dating Sim. Like that's just a requirement. So there's like, a wait, hold up. There is a a KFC Dating Sim. Yes, yes, there is. You can you can date Colonel Sanders. It's very hard to get on a date with Colonel Sanders, but you can do it. Oh my goodness, he's cool. And he's a stallion. He's a stallion. I'm just saying. <laughs> There's like a new show that came out with like Mario Lopez. I think it's a movie. Like it's a yeah. Movie. It's like a movie with him playing like the Colonel or something. I also shit. feel like it's free. I don't know if the dating simulator is free, but I feel like it was at one point. Well, they have a VR. KFC game where it's like you cook the chicken like oh, if you're nice. in a restaurant. There's a corgi chef in the the dating sim too. <laughs> I know way too much about this dating sim for never having played it. <laughs> Some people do a lot of research, <laughs> man. Sometimes so this- I get on YouTube and I just can't stop. <laughs> I just keep going down rabbit dude. This morning I was like, I'm in like the Star Wars expanded universe, so far, far away from Earth right now. Like in a galaxy far, far away. So far away. I don't even know I don't even know why I do it to myself. <laughs> Stuff that they only like wrote like one book about, maybe. Well, even at that is just like <clears throat> I think we were talking about this before. Some of it's just like since Disney bought it, none of it's actually quote-unquote canon. Yeah. But as you've seen with some of these directors, it's like they can, they're can they starting to make some of the stuff canon. They're starting to get more like they have more freedom, I think, with... Um, I think they have more freedom with like the artwork and stuff like that. Okay, like Luke fucking force-projecting himself across the entire fucking galaxy and you know what i mean like showing up to kylo ren like people freaked out about that but that was something that was like part of the expanded universe it's something that's in like legends and stuff and like nobody ever used it as a power before (laughs) you know what i mean so it's like it's kind of cool that they're kind of like dipping into it but at the same time it's like you don't actually like you can read all this stuff and it's not actually it doesn't actually really mean anything it's just a whole bunch of fan art (laughs) 
So this console, <laughs> it was like it's specifically designed like they built this all from scratch, basically. Uh, it has like a little. It's apparently it's like the warmer tray can hold two wings. It's like it's not even that big. That's fucked up. Yeah. Well, to be fair, if you're making a console, like you have to put the parts for the computer in there too. Like you're not gonna have that much space well, for mean, the like, wings. You're designing this. You can make the like cook basket as big. Yeah, but the bigger you make it, the more space there is that you have to heat. That's fair. That's fair. So you'd have to either make the computer run unoptimally. To generate more heat, which you don't want to do that. So do you think if you don't put chicken in it, it'll overheat? Like, you need the chicken as a heat sink? It's a heat sink. <laughs> oh, you know? I would like to think that way. I you need know? more drumsticks. <laughs> You're just in the middle of a World of Warcraft raid. Mom, I need the KFC now. I need an extra wing in here. <laughs> so you can't buy them yet, but apparently they claim it's going to be VR-ready, support ray tracing, handle 4K... Jeez. And, yeah, and have frame rates up to 240 FPS. Jeez. Well, it so, has, still uh, not buying it. Well, okay, so you said this is a, like, is this a tower? Yeah. So y- you can, like, take it apart and put, like, if I want a different graphics card, it's it, like, well, it comes prob- apart? Probably not. I was going to say, or like, are the parts specifically designed to fit in there so, like, I can't go on NVIDIA's website? Yeah, but you also oh, need to buy a 48-piece family meal. <laughs> yeah. and then you need to get the extra ram that on the you, side that or you go to the drive through and just say I want one GTX 1080 please well it has uh, an Intel NUC9 <coughs> extreme compete element which when I was looking that up those are like 3 grand in themselves yeah that's expensive yeah. I, as soon as you said Intel 9 yeah I that's that's why expensive do they do, why do they make shit like this like why because you know there's those collectors out there that'll be like, I need this. You know? But just the fucking... <laughs> just the fucking... Just the way that... If you can make a buck off of it, you're, they're gonna do it. Yeah, but man, like, just imagine the, the chicken's gonna fucking, like, get in the... Fu- like, there's no way oh, this no, can't be a mess. there's chicken in my fan. <laughs> there's chi- yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. Like, yeah. the grease is gonna fucking fall down. Like, is there a grease trap in this motherfucker? Is there, like, just everything about this just sounds terrible. Oh, yeah. It's oh, good. yeah. I'm not buying it. No, no. way. I, I but, like, like, the article I was reading is, like... The distinguishing feature is a chicken warmer that strongly resembles a grease tray. While most gaming PCs could technically warm chicken, this special chamber can heat up what looks like two small wings. <laughs> to be fair, yeah, I guess my PC could probably warm chicken. Um, it, it definitely probably wouldn't work afterwards. Yeah. But it would warm it. I use my computer as a small space heater now anyways. And no one knows if there's weather like this ducks to like... Like vent out the chicken fumes or not? Oh yeah, that's a good point. You gotta you gotta aerate that, or it's gonna be real gunked up. Yeah, man. Mm. Just man, this goes along with those fucking Japanese pizza vending machines. This is where you. This is where you put a dumb. This is where you put a picture of like the the cat with the piranha head that says has science gone too far <laughs> never <laughs> have the companies gone too far making a kfc bucket computer man such a terrible idea demote that motherfucker whoever fucking came up with that this next story though is kind of nice uh it's the great green wall of africa 
The Great Green Wall of Africa. Mm-hmm. Okay. Twelve African nations have come together, pledging to build a nine-mile-wide band of trees that will stretch all the way across Africa, Ooh. around 4,750 miles. Ooh. And this is to stop the advancement of the Sahara Desert. Like, every like every year it gets wider and wider. More yeah. areas covered with sand. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, and trees will stop that. That's why the Nile got really bad um, in Egypt, because uh, Egypt cut down all the trees along the banks. And trees keep soil yeah. where it's at. Yeah, so let's So when you get expand. rid of the trees, the sand comes in, and then you get a lot more desert. Wow. <laughs> um, so you don't cut down trees if you don't want desert in those climates. After a decade, they're about 15% of the way like through like to their goal. Oh, shit. They nice. already started. Mm-hmm. I, damn. And once it's complete, it will be the largest living structure on the planet. Three times the size of the Great Barrier Reef. Nice. Interesting. It's always and you nice said it was nine miles wide? Yeah. Yeah. So like nine miles wide the whole way across. Yeah. And now where is this at? Like northern, south, southern? No, northern Africa. That's what it's Okay, so it could, could definitely like that whole, that, okay, like the, the top there of Africa kind of sticks out further mm-hmm. um, west than the red, than the bottom. It's like so it could be across like that one. Be no, yeah, huge. that's where it's at. Okay, yeah. it's like that whole like upper part there. That's wild, bro. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Fifteen percent. Where do they start on the east side? Well, it's like multiple countries coming together, and like, oh, they just okay, that like they're about fifteen percent of the way there. Okay. Wow. And the Sahara is currently the second largest desert in size, only smaller than the Antarctica, but it's actually constantly expanding. That you know what's actually I mean it's not surprising anymore but I was about to say you know what's surprising I never thought about Antarctica as being a desert yes yes, (laughs) just never even fucking like the first that was the first time I ever fucking heard that and I was just like kind of duh you (laughs) fucking idiot like of course it's a desert yeah it's just a cold desert yeah yeah that's crazy and the United Nations estimates that by 2025 60 percent of Africa's arable land will be covered in Saharan sand. So and the leaders of Senegal, Mali, Bakarino Faso, Nigeria, Chad, Sudan, Ethiopia, and several others have banded together to face this threat. Yeah. That's fucking sweet, bro. That's awesome. Africa's doing some crazy I know Akon's over there doing some shit too. He's trying to make like I know he's already given like millions of people electricity and like running water, I'm pretty sure. But he's like trying to do another thing where he has like grants from like the governments and countries to like build a fucking city like build a fucking, oh. like this huge fucking sustainable city he's huge on like for he's huge on like african americans like going back to africa and like or just like realizing their heritage and just being like yo like you know what i mean like they built in america like do you understand the resources and like how big Africa is compared to America? Like, you know what I mean? If you guys would just come home, you guys would realize like we could, you know what I mean? Like, and he's like, I just watched an interview with him and he just like, he has like fucking the okay from like governments there that's to cool. like build shit and like yeah, actually that's fucking, cool. yeah, it's wild. It's yeah, wild. You got to take care of the planet. They say I he's mean, going to make the, have one. they say he's going to make Wakanda. <laughs> oh no yeah they say he's gonna make the fucking next wakanda it's just gonna be the next like technologically advanced fucking just like the fucking I mean, the, hell yeah yeah right more power to him i mean it's a huge huge continent like for real. yeah but yeah that fucking forest shit is crazy like so like the desert like the sand encroaching is causing climate change uh 
devastate like uh, droughts, lack of food, conflicts over dendering natural resources, mass migration to Europe, and then they're like these countries are hoping that once they stop this, like that people want to stay since there actually be yeah. like resources there and like you'll be able to actually grow food won't just be sand. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's the problem. It's really hard to live in a desert. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why like. The entirety population of Nevada specifically exists in one city. Yeah, and it's already uh, brought like mil- like thousands of jobs to poor communities. Like like these countries are just paying poor people to go plant these trees, so it gives people jobs. It helps the uh, helps nature, helps the planet. Oh yeah, you gotta take care of the planet, man. And they're also hoping that like this will cause like tourists and scientists and medical professionals to pay more attention to the area. Like, especially if they have, like, this great natural wonder, it would attract more scientists and people, which tourists speak with money. And then you can build it and sieve. <laughs> yes. Sieve <laughs> 7, there's going to be the Great Green Wall of Africa. That'd be awesome. That would be a cool, cool little thing. Yeah, hell yeah. And it'd actually be a good wall. <laughs> <laughs> it might work. <laughs> it might actually serve its purpose. Yeah, I mean, we're losing the reefs, so. Yes, those are bleaching. Yeah, water's too hot. Yep, it's causing all the coral to like bleach and kill themselves. I heard that they found another one though. Another what? Coral reef. They what? found like a they found like something like deeper or somewhere. I can't remember. It's not. It's not where they thought it was before. It's not the same one. I don't think. I gotta look it up. I gotta yeah. quit and I gotta quit talking about shit that I don't have fucking <laughs> evidence or fucking articles. Actually, to be fair, on. it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, we we know less about the ocean than we do the moon. Yeah. What? So didn't you tell me? What didn't you, at what percent of the ocean have we actually explored? I think it's like two. Yeah, it's it's some real. It's number. it's not even double digits. Yeah, yeah. very very low. Like uh, I thought I was gonna say, I thought it was about like three to five or yeah. something like that. I thought one of you guys like, told like me we once. literally know more about the moon than we do the ocean that a lot of people can just look out and you know see. That's it's, what like, I was I saying. Fucking the ocean, of our planet. That's yeah. what I was saying last week about like just being in the ocean. Like, that shit is just fucking creepy, man. Like, yeah, fuck the ocean. Honestly. Day, night, don't matter. Like, you ain't seeing fucking that far. And, like... Vassalophobia. Yeah, oh, a lot of people have it. I think I'd be all right in, like, a submarine or, like, a little, like, tube, you know? Like, <laughs> just, like, I, out swimming in the middle diving, of the ocean. Yeah. No, thank you. I, I still... I, I don't know if I could do the sub, man. I could easily go in a, in a contraption. Well, yeah. maybe I shouldn't. Not say for easily. long periods. I get of time. seasick, and I don't know how underwater seasick works. I think that would honestly be better because you're not getting like you're not rocked. on the waves. Yeah. yeah. And I'm say I'm I'm fine when the boat's moving. When the boat's moving, we're good. It's when you sit still and then you just rock like <laughs> up and down, and it's not good. Oh man, just being in the middle. Uh, I don't know if I could do a sub for long periods of time. Like, I don't know if I could stay on. I don't know if I could be in the navy and like stay on. Oh there. no! But I mean, I think it'd still be cool to experience, though. Yeah, it'd be cool to go down like once and like know that I'm coming right back the fuck up. <laughs> it'd be like a week down there, I could. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't like. I don't it think depends. I could. How good is the internet under the ocean? Probably not. <laughs> that I can't do a week. Oh. I need a bucket. <laughs> so. Want to get into my topic then? Are you done with your news articles? Yeah, I only had the three. Only had the three. The three. 
All right, well, yeah. fuck it. We might as well get into the fucking next research topic. It's been a few weeks. So, like I said before, we're going to talk about the Battle of Blair Mountain, the largest labor uprising and the largest armed uprising since the Civil War. Now, what do you mean by that, the largest labor uprising? Like, it, like, it was, like, it was the coal miners' union that okay. was the one that really, like, rose up after bad treatment. Like, they really got fucked over, honestly. And it occurred in Logan County, West Virginia. And really just, like, all over West Virginia. But Logan County was, like, where the main, like, quarrel started. And it was part of the Cool Wars, the early 20th century labor disputes in the Appalachian Mountains. Up to 100 people died and many more were injured or arrested. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Well, there is, uh, for five days from late August to early September in 1921, a 10,000 armed coal miners confronted 3,000 lawmen and strike breakers who were backed by the coal mine operators. Tensions rose between workers and mine management during the miners' attempt to unionize the southwestern West Virginia coal fields. So there's 10,000 armed coal miners. That's a lot. And yeah. only 3,000 law enforcement? Mm-hmm. Well, and stri- lawmen and strike breakers. And strike breakers are people who, like, they send in, like, say, like, a comp- like a company's employees go on strike. The company will then get strike breakers to come in and just do those people's jobs. For them. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, I gotcha. So they don't have to pay them, like, the union shit. They can pay them whatever they want, really. Because, like, these people are just looking for work. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, honestly, with that many people involved, I'm surprised only 100 died. Yeah. <laughs> uh, approximately 1 million rounds were fired, and the West uh, West Virginia Army National Guard, led by William E. Books, intervened on presidential order. Hold up. Jeez. Hold up. How many bullets... Approximately a million. Approximately a million bullets. They also drop bombs. There's they drop ten, bombs? There's 10,000 laborers that are fighting... Laborers. Sorry. Probably sounded stupid the first time I said it. Fighting 3,000 law enforcement and, and strike breakers. And over... And that many bullets were fired, and only a hundred people fucking died. A yeah, hundred people died, and many more were injured. Bad aim. It, I don't have like a, what? An How injured. the fuck? You guys are terrible at shooting. They were trained <laughs> on the Death Star. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? So we, we. What were they shooting at? Well, I mean, this is also like early nineteen. Were they cooped up in the fucking mines? This was nineteen twenty, so I mean, the guns oh, so okay. the guns are really inaccurate. Okay, too. I thought it was a little bit. Sorry, I thought it was. I guess I didn't pay attention. Yeah, they don't have AK forty sevens and shit. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so a little background. A million bullets. Holy fuck! Yeah, that's a lot of bullets. That's a lot Damn. of bullets. I mean, they had like machine guns, like actual, like like the one yeah, the machine Tommy guns. guns. You had to like no, no, no like uh, machine guns, like the one they'd have to like set crank. up somewhere. And yeah. you have two people, man. Yeah, you know, one feeds in. The, yeah, yeah. Fair like enough. I saw a picture of like a couple cool miners like up on like an embankment with like, those four of them. They had like there was one machine gun. They were all like working. Jeez. It. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking gangsters. So, the coal mines in that area of West Virginia had slowly been unionizing since the foundation of the United Mine Workers Union in 1890. Although the coal mines in Mingo County, which is one of the counties that was right around there, uh, started hiring only non-union workers, and they strictly enforced employment contracts that included union membership as grounds for immediate termination. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. So, they would only hire you if you didn't weren't part of yeah. the union, and they'd yeah. fire you if you were. Uh... 
And then since miners in the area lived almost exclusively in company towns, that meant if you were fired, you were evicted too. Oh. Like, you pretty much had to leave the town because you couldn't just find a place to live there since everything was owned by the company. What? Yeah. yeah. A lot oh, of coal mines Fucking like that. cocksuckers. Well, like, they sometimes they didn't even pay you actual money. They just paid you, like, company money. And yeah. you spend it at the company store to get all the things you need. It wasn't yeah. even real. Shocking. It was just, like, They had their own little economies right there. Wow. Yeah, there yeah. were a lot of things that were like that where you, you get... You don't even get money. Like, if I went to the next town over... No, 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 that money's not going to fly there. Yeah, it's all, like, company credit. It's, yeah. it's on some Peaky Blinders shit. Yeah. They ran shit. So then, uh, in 1920, probably about 30 years later, the new president of the United Mine Workers Union, John L. Lewis, sought to finally end the three-decade resistance to unionization in the area. He was under increased pressure from both miners elsewhere participating in the uh, union and the coal strike of 1919. Uh... And that affected mine operators who are now being undercut by non-union mines in the West. So, like, all the mines that were union mines were getting undercut by all these non-union mines who were paying people less since they didn't have to follow the union guidelines and everything. So then they couldn't, they couldn't make a profit then since they were being undercut through coal. Hmm. So then, uh, thanks to the push of the union president, over 3,000 Mingo County miners joined the union and then were all immediately fired. <laughs> yeah, so then, uh, hey boys, this is a good idea. Let's do it. They can't. They can't get rid of all of us. <laughs> they got, I can't believe they got rid of all of us. <laughs> so then, the coal companies hired agents of the Baldwin Phelps Detective Agency to evict the families of their former employees. The whole fucking town. Yeah, multiple towns. Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> like, hey, can we uh, like? We just pay you guys. We'll take care of it. Come get all these guys out of here. Thanks. I'm going to pay you to turn this into a ghost town. <laughs> we got to get these other new miners in here. <laughs> Isn't that fucking wild? Yeah, right? Just like, holy shit. 3,000 people? So, uh, on May 19th, 1920, a dozen of the detectives, including Lee Feltz, arrived in Matawan, a town in Mingo County, at the confluence of the Tug Fork River and Mate Creek. Uh... And he connected with two of his brothers, Lee and Albert. And these are all part of the, like, they're co-owners of the Albert Vets Detective Agency. Uh, Albert had already been in the area and tried to bribe the mayor, Mayor Testament, with $500 to place a machine gun on the roofs in the town. <laughs> but the mayor was like, no. <laughs> so then that afternoon, Albert and Lee, along with 11 other men, set out to the Stone Mountain Coal Coal, Stone Mountain Coal Company property. Stone Mountain. <laughs> Stone Mountain Coal. Stone Coal. Dip. Dope. Dip. Moving on. <laughs> so, uh, the first family they evicted was a woman and her children. The woman's husband was not home at the time. They forced them out at gunpoint and threw all their belongings in the road under a light but steady rain. Jeez. And then all the miners who saw that were understandably pretty upset. So they, like, all went to town to, like, spread the word around. Uh, so then obviously ready to leave, the agents walked to the train station, and that's when the police chief, Sid Hatfield, and a group of deputized miners confronted them and told them they were all under arrest. So, like, the chief, the, the sheriff got a bunch of miners, deputized them, and went to those agents, like, to the detectives, and were like, oh, you guys are all under arrest. Yo, nice. that's awesome. <laughs> nice. That's fucking awesome. And then the detective, like, the detective agency, like, their, their head guy, Albert Feltz, he said that he had a warrant for the chief for the uh, sheriff's arrest. <laughs> That's when they were like, all right, we're going to go talk to the mayor. 
So they got someone got the mayor. He ran out of the street uh, after a minor had shouted that the uh, sheriff had been arrested. So then uh, the sheriff had been backed into a store. Like by the time the mayor arrived, like they basically like backed him up into a store since like there's are groups of armed men against each other. Uh, and then the mayor demanded to see the warrant. After he saw it, he exclaimed, "This is a bogus warrant!" And then with those words, a gunfight erupted, <laughs> where uh, the sheriff shot Agent Albert Fetz, and then uh, Testerman, the mayor, and Albert and Lee Fetz were among the ten men killed. So there was a shootout in the town when like this whole thing, like they were confronted. And ten people died, three from the town and seven from the Phelps agency. So out of the thirteen of the like detectives that came, seven of them died. And then three town people had died, including the mayor. And this is the first squirmish. Pretty much, yeah. The first one that set the old shebang off. Yeah. Well, I that's... think that's pretty I don't care, that's pretty fucking sweet. That's gangster shit that the sheriff was just like, I ain't having none of this. Not <laughs> in my fucking town. <laughs> <No>. You <laughs> you wanna be a deputy? Come on <laughs> over here, fellas. <laughs> Everybody get gets a bag. <laughs> Dude, this is on some Red Dead Redemption shit, man. You just walk up in the town, there's a fucking standoff between the fucking police and some government on some, some Pinkertons. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and they're not even like the government. These were just like a detective agency hired by the coal mines. Yeah, so... They're just like a private detective agency. Yeah, so it's more like a contractor. Yeah. Like... So it's just a bunch like, of cowboys bunches versus a bunch of cowboys. Yeah, they're not even like... Like lawmen or anything. Well, neither are the deputy. Well, I, I well, guess. No, yeah, he was he's a, sheriff. a sheriff. I guess, yeah. but come on, there's no training. That's well, what yeah, I'm trying to say. That's what a sheriff can do. He can like deputize people. Yeah, it's within his power. Fair yeah, enough. But still, it's it's not the right way. No, it's a soldier here. This is on some crazy shit, man. So that gunfight became known as the Matawan Massacre, and it uh, was a symbolic significance was enormous for the miners. The seemingly invincible detective agency had been beaten, and the the sheriff had become an immediate legend and hero to the Union mines, and a symbol of hope that the uh, oppression of the coal miners and their hired guns could be overthrown. So throughout the summer and fall of tw- 1920, the Union gained strength in Mingo County, uh, and the resistance grew to the coal operators. There were sporadic shootouts up and down the Tug River. In late June, state police under the command of Captain Brockus <laughs> Creek Tent Colony The Lick Creek Tent Colony The Lick Creek Tent Lick Colony Lick Creek Tent Colony That's awesome Near Williamson uh, Miners were said to have fired on Baracus And Martin's men from the colony In response the state police shot and arrested miners Ripped canvas tents to shreds And scattered the mining family's belongings the- As so, expected So when the state police came in Miners fired back well, I, mean, I think the miners got shot first, but the police then shot and arrested the miners, <laughs> fucking ripped up their tents, and scattered everything they have. Yeah. You can't be in these here woods. I, it's just crazy thinking about, like, just the amount of hostility to, you know, get working conditions well, 100 years ago too yeah 100 yeah. years ago think like, about the kids too like there's probably kids younger than us like teenagers and shit in this like just yeah so uh trying to like bolster like their arms the sheriff he turned uh the te- like turned the mayor's jewelry store since he had died he turned it into a gun shop <laughs> <laughs> so then on uh January 26th of 1921 
the trial of the sh- of Sheriff Hatfield for killing Albert Feltz began. It was a national spotlight and brought much attention to the miners' cause. Uh, the sheriff's stature and mythical status grew as the trial proceeded. Uh, he posed and talked to the reporters, fanning the flames of his own legend, and then eventually all the men were acquitted. But overall, the union was still facing significant setbacks. So he was eventually acquitted for, like, they didn't find any fault for what he did. Uh, 80% of the mines then reopened and imported replacement and ex-strikers who signed yellow dog contracts in order to return to work. And that basically means that uh, they won't join a union or they'll be fired. Yeah. Such bullshit. Yeah, so basically, like, they kind of, like, had, like, a peace for a little bit. And they, like, started bringing people back in. But they're like, only if you don't join a union. And then uh, in mid-May of that year, 1921, the union miners launched a full-scale assault on the non-union miners. I don't really, like... I couldn't, like, find out, like, what that really meant. I think it just meant, like, more shootouts and stuff like that. They just fucking took it to them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Full-out assault. Uh... So, and then it says in a short time, the conflict then consumed the entire Tug River Valley. It said there was a three, like, this was, they called it, like, the three-day battle where there was just shootouts all up and down the Tug River between union workers and non-union workers. And then eventually there was a truce flag flown, and the local law enforcement implemented martial law. Uh-oh. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. That's not good. So then, uh, from the beginning of that, the miners perceived the enforcement of martial law as one-sided. Hundreds of miners were arrested. The smallest of infractions can mean imprisonment. While those on the side of law and order were seen as immune, the miners responded with guerrilla-like tactics and sabotage. Coming out of the trees. Nice. Hey, that's Some Mel Gibson shit. That's how you respond to that. And if you can't beat them in a straight up brawl, you got to get crafty. Yeah. And if they're gonna evict you from the town, yeah. <laughs> and if they're just gonna evict you from the entirety of your town, you gave us no choice, motherfucker. You <laughs> sent us to the trees. <laughs> so, uh, in the midst of all this, like this three day battle, Hatfield, uh, tra- Hatfield the sheriff, traveled to McDowell County on August first to stand trial on charges of dynamiting a cool triple. Which is where they load the cool on for like onto like the mine cars and stuff for transport, hmm. and then along with him traveled a good friend Ed Chambers and their wives, and then as they were walking up the courthouse stairs unarmed and with their wives by their side, a group of Baldwin Feds agents standing at the top of the stairs opened fire. The sheriff was killed instantly, and then his friend Chambers was bullet ridden and rolled down to the bottom of the stairs, and then despite his wife's protest, one of the agents ran down the stairs and shot him once more point blank in the back of the head. Jeez. And their bodies were returned to Matt Wynn, and then word of their slaying spread through the mountains. Well, not good. No, that's <laughs> not, not good. good. Them but hill people talk, motherfucker. Literally walking up, like, a, the stairs. Of, of a government courthouse. building. Of the yeah. courthouse, yeah. yeah, unarmed. And fucking government agents just well, no, fucking, not, not even Okay, sorry. No. Yeah, sorry. Contractors. Contractors yeah. of... We're mercenaries. Like, I don't know how these people got away with all this. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, like, just imagine, if something like that happened nowadays, it would just, it would spread like wildfire. That was back then. The miners, angry that Hatfield had been murdered, and knowing the assassins would escape punishment, they began to take up arms and pour out of their mountain settlements. Miners along the little cool river (laughs) were Pour out of their mountain settlements. (laughs) 
What the fuck? Like some orcs. Yeah. Some goblins. That's fucking picture. <laughs> yep. Popping out of the fucking the trees and everything. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Uh, miners along the Little Cool River were among the first to organizing, and they began actions such as patrolling and guarding the area. Sheriff John Chafin sent Logan County troopers to the Little Cool River area where armed miners captured the troopers, disarmed them, and then sent them fleeing. So the police trying to establish law and order again, they sent some troops there, and then the miners just overthrew them. Just captured them and just <laughs> said, Fuck you! Out! You now. killed our sheriff! Which, this led to the actual start of the Battle of Blair Mountain. Cool. So Led up to this whole fucking... Fandango, and here we go. So, six days after the, they emerged on the courthouse stairs, the leaders of the United Mine Workers District 17, which encompasses much of southern West Virginia, called a rally at the state capitol in Charleston. The leaders were Frank Neely and Fred Mooney. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> which is like some Good Hill folk names. Yes, they are. <laughs> they are pre- and they were veterans of previous mine conflicts in the region. They're both local, well-read, and articulate. Neely and Mooney met with Governor Ephraim Morgan and presented him with a petition of the miners' demands. Then the governor summarily rejected the demands. As expected. Yeah, as expected. And the miners became more restless and began to talk of a march to Unmingo to free the confined miners and martial law and organize the county. But Blair, uh, Blair Mountain, Logan County, and the Sheriff Chaffin stood directly in the way. Like, the mountain, the county, mm-hmm. and then the sheriff. Yep. Uh, and then at the August 7th rally, Mary Harris, like, and then her, like, basically everyone called her Mother Jones. She was an Irish-born American school teacher and dressmaker who became a prominent union organizer, community organizer and activist. <laughs> she called on the miners not to march into Logan and Mingo counties and set up the union by force. Accused by some of losing her nerve, she was feared a bloodbath in the battle between lightly armed Union forces and the more heavily armed uh, deputies. Yet, feeling Governor Morgan had lied to them again, armed men began gathering at Lens Creek Mountain near Marmot in Kanawha County on August 20th. Bro, this is some fucking... So, like, two weeks later, armed men started gathering. Could you imagine if the town, if motherfuckers just started banging on doors and being like, Yo! Let's go, go man. Let's yeah, go. bro. We're yeah. going across. Fuck. We're heading into town, man. Like, we're taking this motherfucker. Like, holy shit. Like, dude, this must have been some crazy fucking shit. And this isn't that far, dude. West Virginia from us, like... A couple hours. Yeah, only, like... like. I mean, I guess it depends on where you are, but it's definitely, like... Well, I mean, and, like, the Cool Wars definitely stretched here in the PA. Like, that was definitely, like things that happened around here for that too yeah, yeah and these are in the this is in the appalachians isn't yeah. there yeah so yeah. that comes through Penn. yeah so it's the right same mountain the range i guess hills hill range I and mean, we didn't have any like huge battles like this but still no uh, i mean not like outside of the civil war yeah i mean yeah. gettysburg's as about as prominent as a fucking battle as you're gonna get and we have that in pa so uh four days later an estimated thirteen thousand had gathered so 13,000 miners had gathered within four days. Jeez, that's a lot of people within four days to come marching. Yeah, and they began marching towards Logan County. Impatient to get to fighting, miners near St. Albans in Kanawha County commandeered a, the Chesapeake and Ohio freight train, renamed by the miners to Blue Steel Special. <laughs> <laughs> they just stole a train. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know, yo, we aren't getting there fast enough. What do we do? I know. Let's take this train. I mean, they commandeered it to meet up with the advanced uh, column of marchers at Danville and Boone County on the way to Bloody Mingo. Holy That's shit! What they, called, they started calling Mingo. Started County. calling it Bloody Mingo. Yeah. <laughs> and during this time, uh, the two like, uh, like two leaders of the Union, Neely and Mooney, they fled to Ohio. Well, Bill Blizzard assumed quasi-leadership of the miners. <laughs> Mooney, Neely, Blizzard. They call oh, no. Bill Blizzard. Bill Blizzard, Blizzard has his hand. Blizzard's has their hand in this, too. <laughs> why, Blizzard, why? So, uh, then, meanwhile, the anti-union sheriff Charfin and began to set up defenses on Blair Mountain. He was supported financially by the Logan County Coal Operators Association, creating the nation's largest private armed force of nearly 2,000 men. Hmm. Huh. So basically, this the coal the coal companies the co- yeah. an army of two K men. Yeah, yeah, the coal companies came together, fucking hired up some mercs, and fucking tried to take out the fucking their old employees because they unionized. <laughs> the first skirmishes took place on the morning of August twenty fifth. Five days later, the bulk of the miners were still fifteen miles away. Uh, the following day, President Warren Harding threatened to send in federal troops and Army Martin MB1 bombers. Jeez. <laughs> so the pre- like the literal president of the United States threatened to send bombers in to take care of these Jesus miners. fuck. After a long meeting in Madison, the seat of Boone County, the miners were convinced to return home, but the struggles were far from over. After spending days uh, assembling his private army, Chaffin would not be denied his battle to end Union attempts at organizing Logan County. <laughs> Within hours of the Madison decision, rumors abounded that Chaffin's men had shot Union sympathizers in the town of Sharples, just north of Blair Mountain, and that families had been caught in the crossfire during the skirmishes. Oh, no. He just didn't care. Oh, so, infuriated, the miners turned back towards Blair Mountain, many traveling in another stolen and commandeered train. <laughs> That's it, boys. Another one? Steal another train. <laughs> <to> the train. <laughs> we know what to do. Oh, motherfuckers. We know the plan. <laughs> so, they were like, literally like, all right, guys, like, everyone just calm down, like, go home, like, and they were, they were doing it, they were leaving, until they heard about that the sheriff had assaulted some other miners, and they were like, fuck that, we're going back. Man, the coal companies just couldn't have let it lie. Nope. There's always that one, like, just that one hot-headed motherfucker that's got to ruin the fucking... Yeah. Got to ruin it for everybody. So then, by August 29th, battle was fully joined. Chaffin's men, though outnumbered, had the advantage of higher positions and better weaponry since they were set up on the mountain and they were paid by the coal mines. Oh, they have Obi-Wan's power. Had machine guns. Yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi is the only one that's allowed to use the high ground. Private planes were hired to drop homemade bombs on the miners. Homemade bombs? Yeah. They hired planes to drop homemade bombs. Okay, now. A combination of poison gas and explosive bombs left over from World War I were dropped in several locations near the towns of Jeffrey, Sharples, and Blair. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. You said left over from World War I. Yeah. Those aren't homemade. (laughs) Those aren't homemade then. Those are military grade. Well, they were kind of homemade. There's homemade ones and leftover ones. Jesus. Everyone pitched in back then for the war effort. Let's just take some military grade bombs and hire some... planes and drop you imagine, them on civilians you imagine if you were the plane the 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 pilot 
the, 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 you want these, me to do what? Yeah, these mercs just come up and just is like, yeah, we'll pay you if you bomb the town. Just Someone like, walks up with a contract. You just look at him. You, you want me to do what? I think they didn't even tell him. They're like, hey, can you just go take us fly over there? And then they like open up the door. Yeah. And oh, like, just start dropping around. Hold up. Uh, can you guys close that door? Oh my god. God. So then, uh, this is a little fact they remember for later at least one did not explode and it was recovered by the miners Ooh, oh no. so they could use it back <laughs> they should put it in one of their trains and send it at the fucking boys we're sending a train in <laughs> okay so on orders from general billy mitchell army bombers from maryland were also used for aerial surveillance and then one martin bomber crashed on his return flight killing three crew members so um, there was an actual military plane that was and it lost crashed. during. Yeah, during it was lost during this battle. These miners are just like getting fucked over, man. Right? Like they just keep getting killed by the by the 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 mercenaries, the agents, the coal company, the fucking government. Now, how did the bomber crash or the spy uh, plane? How did I, it crash? I think it, like when it was going into land, like the weather conditions weren't that great, and that caused it to crash. Nice. So like, it's not even like anything like the miners yeah the miners did. didn't even do it the yeah. the military just crashed their own plane which yeah. like I get it it happens maybe not in today's day and age but back then yeah very unfortunate you killed those three miners though <laughs> uh, federal troops arrived uh, on September second and then the miners many of whom were veterans themselves were unwilling to fire on U S troops so Bill Blizzard passed the word around for miners to start heading home the following day. Miners feeling jail and uh, confiscation of their guns found clever ways to hide rifles and handguns in the woods before leaving. Oh, that's smart. <laughs> nice. Some were uh, found later among along many spent and live cartridges, which helped archaeologists reconstruct the course of the fighting. After the battle, 985 miners were indicted for murder, conspiracy to commit murder, accessory to murder, and treason against the state of West Virginia. Though some were acquitted of sim- by sympathetic juries, others were imprisoned for years. The last was paroled in 1925, so they spent four years in jail for yeah. this. Uh, and at Bill Blizzard's trial, the unexploded bomb was used as evidence of the government and company's brutality, and because of that, he was acquitted. Oh, hmm. nice. <laughs> like, Bill yeah, Blizzard. they dropped bombs on you. That's not cool. <laughs> yeah, like, no, we didn't. <laughs> yes, you did. It's right here. <laughs> when your employer starts dropping bombs on you, that's when you know it's time for a new job. Drop a bomb on him, Flex. <laughs> in the short term, the battle was an overwhelming victory for the coal industry's owners and management. The mine union's membership plummeted from more than 50,000 miners to approximately 10,000 over the next several years. And it was not until 1935, that following the Great Depression, and the beginning of the New Deal under President Roosevelt, that the uh, union finally organized in southern West Virginia. Holy fuck. So it wasn't for almost another 15 years that the union finally gained enough power. Yeah. Just, isn't it wild how much money the coal company spent to kill <laughs> their workers instead of just letting them have the fucking union and the, like, whatever that fucking, and I don't even yeah, know what it is. for the sake of their profits. Yeah, yeah. Just, just, like, you could have just kept that money and, like, dude, they had to have spent does it say? I, I didn't see like an actual... Okay, I didn't want to run over you if, if you were going to get to that later or something like that. But just imagine how much they spent just to fucking kill their fucking ex-employees. Or like, they would have been their regular employees if they wouldn't have made them ex-employees. Yeah, Bombs World War One probably weren't cheap. I'd imagine not. I mean, 
that's a bomb in general. I don't know how much that cost back then. And all but. these fucking mercenaries, like 3,000 fucking agents and fucking well, strike like, breakers. Like, probably just strike breakers. They were just dudes looking for a job. Well, yeah. yeah, same as like the deputies. That's what I was saying. It's like, there's not like fucking training or anything, yeah. but everyone back at these days could shoot a gun, especially in West Virginia. Yeah. Like these motherfuckers are out hunting. Like that's probably why they hit all those guns out there. Yeah. They no, probably already had fucking little snake holes and <laughs> shit. The Union defeat had major implications for the uh, Union as a whole. After World War One, the coal industry began to collapse. Union mining was no longer financially sustainable. Because of the defeat in West Virginia, the Union was undermined in Pennsylvania and Kentucky as well. And by the end of 1925, Illinois was the only remaining unionized state that could compete in terms of soft coal production with the others. So, really... So he fucked us all. Yeah, so really, the only place that really was unionized after that was Illinois. Yeah. In the long term, though, the battle raised awareness of the appalling condition miners faced in the dangerous West Virginia coal fields. It led directly to a change in union tactics and political battles to get the law on the labor side via uh, confrontations with reluctant and abusive managements and thence uh, to the much larger organized labor victory. Yeah, no, like, the conditions coal miners work in are absolutely abhorrent back in those days. I don't even know if they're much better nowadays. I'm sure they are in some ways, but, like, it was, you could easily die any given yeah. day you went down into that coal mine. Like, yeah. it wasn't even like, oh, there's a slight chance. It was, a, no, there's a pretty decent chance you yeah. might just die yeah. working in this coal mine. Let like, alone, today. like, the, the disease and shit that you're probably getting. Yeah, black it. lung. Yeah. Ooh. No, thank you. Yeah, Not on that. In the air. Yeah, <laughs> everywhere, and then it gets in your lungs, and yeah, your lungs essentially turn into coal. Shout out these motherfuckers. They didn't care, black lung or not. They just fucking hiked up the hill and was like, "Yo, fuck they you." They wanted to die for their right to go back into that mine. Yeah, well, at a fair price. <laughs> yeah, it's not that they weren't willing to do the work. It's they wanted to be paid fairly. It's just they, so crazy. It's just like you go into work, you kill yourself just for a paycheck, then your boss fires you. And they tried to kill you for your paycheck. (laughs) Holy shit, man. Like, dude, this is like some gangster fucking shit, man. So you got to leave your house now because we fired you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Evict you from your town, too. You can't stay in the town once we fucking. (laughs) Yeah. It wasn't even. Yeah. It's not even like it's just the work conditions. The coal mines control exactly where you live, how you live and everything else. Like, I could see wanting some protection from that. Like, the union helps you get a better wage and a better, like, living conditions in general. Like, I can ulti- see wanting that. And ultimately, they still lost. <laughs> Only for a couple of years. They recovered. Yeah, but, in, uh, like, thanks to uh, Roosevelt and the New Deal, that really led to unions coming back. And then all the struggle with the cool unions really helped the steel workers' unions during the mid-30s. Like, yeah. They really helped them succeed. Yeah, like, this has a ripple-down effect of... It, it like it just brings a lot of things into light. Open up the door. Yeah, they it, took they they made the sacrifice to fucking to open up the door and fucking have the conversation with like yo like this is the right thing to do. Yeah, that is it's fucking wild, man. To even think just like a whole town is just like yo no fuck these guys. Or to even like, I guess we read about it a lot, but like that shit's real. Like companies like. CEOs of companies and board and count like board members and stuff like that can think that they just own an area. I mean, it still happens now with like the banana wars and shit. Yeah, banana death squads. Yeah. Anybody that's listening, if you haven't heard about them, 
Google banana death squads. Okay. It's everywhere. Well, guess what? You're gonna have to explain right now. Don't <laughs> don't Google it. They're gonna tell us. Oh no! What do you like? Companies like Dole, they would literally have like armed group of men to go out and like patrol like the banana fields and shit and like collect take, the bananas. Yeah, and, like too. extort people out of their land, basically for the oh, bananas. Wow. Yeah, like wow. literally Dole hired. You know the um, like you see it in TV shows and movies, like the the guerrilla warfare in like the Congo, the jungle, mm-hmm. you know, those armed group of men with the AKs rolling up in Jeeps and then disappearing back in. They literally hired those types of people to get their bananas and like protect them. Like, yeah, literally hired death squads. Huh? Um, yeah. And it's not just dull. It's honestly a lot of, but most banana companies probably just shouldn't eat. Bananas. And honestly, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, not even just bananas too like other like a lot of products that come from like south america and Africa a lot of like yeah a lot of like exotic fruits that grow in like jungle climates and stuff because a lot of the places they grow have those specific people and they're willing to work um and do that kind of stuff because they don't they either just don't have a conscious or what i don't Different know world yeah. that's fucking that's fucking wild man. yeah no banana death squads they're a thing Learned about those a while ago. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to look into that. But I, yeah, like, I don't know enough to go into depth on them. But that could be a topic for another another uh, talk. The thing I like though is like how all the miners uh, like buried their guns and weapons and stuff. Yeah. Then, then like archaeologists now are like going back to those like battle sites and really like exploring them and stuff like that, like trying to figure them out. Yeah, finding the shell casings and being like, okay, well that means there were a bunch of shots fired here. I think even some of the spaces have been like saved as like historic landmarks. Well, yeah, this is definitely a historic event. I mean, it like you said, it's the there were literally just between the two sides there were what fifteen thousand people. The yeah. one side had two k, the other thirteen, like fifteen. Like, it wasn't really something that's like talked about really up until like recently. I've no, literally never, never heard of it. Never heard of it. I, know, I definitely know that like I've definitely heard growing up about like coal, coal miners and striking. Yeah, it's like obviously I, a bad conditions, but yeah. I've never heard about the specific like yo they like the holding off the river yeah. <laughs> like holding off the fucking river and having shootouts with the fucking agents and fucking stuff like that commandeering trains yeah, like just traveling back and forth stealing not one train but two yeah. you have to turn around again <laughs> like, you know what all right we're gonna we got it back on board we got an extra spade over here but we know the plan it worked the first time but it's now like, like yeah <laughs> no, I never heard about this, and like I, like I knew about the coal miners, and like they have terrible working conditions, or just like how like those detectives could just gun people down like the courtroom stairs. Yeah, just or just or just the fact that uh, the, the the coal company could just like hire any Joe Schmo off the fucking side of the street and call him an agent and they could just fucking go and gun or take that woman and her child out of their fucking home and just like hey uh, we need to go kick all these people out of their houses okay yeah plus it's just like I just don't understand that back in like the 1920s how can you just uproot 3,000 people and still have a town (laughs) you don't yeah but that's that. like why would they want to do it the strike breakers to come in yeah the union people would go on strike they get Uh, yeah okay yeah bring all these strike breakers in yeah it's literally they just 
replace the town it, overnight. Like, yeah, they like, literally go to a place. Hey, you want a job? Come live at this town. Yeah, that is fucking wild. We got a house yo. waiting. Yeah, for you. you want a job and a house? <laughs> all you gotta come, do is remove the remnants of yeah. the house. The all you literally gotta do is it. come work for us if was, you want a job and a house. There's a pest problem, so we'll give you a gun when you get here if you can clean out the house. It's yours. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> fuck, man. Don't mind the personal effects on the front yard. Yeah. Like. It's nuts. Yeah, no, it's absolutely nuts that that stuff was even allowed to happen. And it's like the largest armed uprising since the Civil War. Yeah. People don't know about it. Yeah, like you'd think that'd be something we'd learn about. Yeah, it's wild. They had 10,000 coal biters. Well, I mean, it paints companies in a bad light. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we can't have that. Nope. Um, yeah. Companies that- are people, too. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. That's what the government says. They're rich people. Yeah. Very, very. And then it just, the shock wave up the three different states. Like, okay, <laughs> we're not going to unionize either. <laughs> I, I mean, if you're like our having tens of thousands of people freaking <laughs> rebelling and shooting. Was there coal mining around here? Oh, yeah. What's the closest coal mining like that was like to us? Oh, uh, I don't know that off the top of my head, though. Because they say that one, that Centralia? Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's the closest one, but it's definitely It's a coal definitely close and still on fire. Well, they say that the, <laughs> the, uh, I think that one creek and Beach Creek, like going up to Monument and stuff, like the reason that why might it's... might have been a mine. Because of the reason why it's tinted that color. Like Kettle Creek or whatever? I think yeah. it's Kettle yeah, Creek. Yeah, because the runoff from the mine got into the Susquehanna. Yeah. Susqu- is it the Susquehanna? It got into the the river, the creek, and it, it like killed the ecosystem in the creek. Yeah, I was going to say, because if you go it's, up there, it's yeah. sometimes in summer, it's like orange there's a cryptid that lives there the kettle creek monster what yeah yeah you never heard of the kettle creek never, monster yeah the kettle creek monster yeah, it's like our own nessie oh what yeah this is a great way we're gonna end this episode i mean like, I, I don't really know like that much about I, it but i don't it, yeah. like supposedly like it lives in kettle creek and it's kind of like like a nessie type of like monster so like a plesiosaur kettle creek's that big in I some mean, place it's, it's like it's pretty wide i don't know it's probably like some places like they probably have a reservoir up there. Oh yeah, and there's like a, I, it's like a dam or something up there. The only uh, thing is, I guarantee you, it's not deep enough to actually warrant the. Well, the, yeah, I mean, I'm, I don't think it's real, but like, yeah, I know. It's there's cool. parts of the there's I, parts I just, of Loch Ness that couldn't hold. Well, and plus, it's like I think it's like it comes from like an Indian legend. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's parts of Loch Ness that couldn't hold it, but there's parts of Loch Ness that could easily. They're so yeah. deep. They they were saying. I think they explore. just said like a big thing about like Loch Ness is like, how did it get here? It would have had to have been like trapped. Yeah, because it can't get there and leave Correct. on its own. There's yeah, a lot that's of the underground thing. like tunnels, tunnels around like Lake Loch Ness. That really, that aren't explored, so they don't like. Yeah, that's they could lead out to the ocean. Oh, no one knows. I never heard that. Yeah, that's why the theories actually like. I like theories that you know they're plausible. Like this could exist yeah they're not saying like i actually had a podcast with my one uh my one producer dj 900 and he's super into aliens and stuff like this and he was saying so he's like it's like i like i like this person because you know she doesn't necessarily say that it like you can tell she basically she studies like ufos and stuff like this and she doesn't tell people that it's wrong but she tells them the theories of like well you know this could yeah, yeah. this yeah, could be a thing yeah, it's, it's like, like nessie yeah. nessie lochness is so deep like that you could support something that big yeah and there's so many cave systems that's why that I've aren't explored that. that you that it could that's where it could be making its nests 
Oh, or man, that's, that's where it could up. reproduce. That's fucked up. And it wouldn't be found because we obviously don't go into those cave systems. And there's a lot of stories about like people seeing like little ones crossing from the swamp into like the lake. Yeah. So like what? Yeah, that, so, so if you really want to get into it, supposedly that's where Alistair Crawley opened the portal to really bring aliens into our world, but that's like way out there. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> way out there. <laughs> what the fuck? That's so funny. I do actually know what you're... I don't know exact... I know who you're talking about. I don't know that yeah. whole story. That's an episode for another time, too. That's yeah. fucking hilarious. That one's way out there, but <laughs> if yeah. If you really want to get into it. <laughs> Yo, holy. But yeah, Nessie's like one of those really cool... Those cool cryptids, because there's a lot of things that you're like, yeah, you could see why something like that wouldn't be yeah. discovered, or yeah. it would only be seen and not be able to yeah. be proven. Well, also, remember when the, I mean, when we were kids, like, I don't, giant squid wasn't like a, wasn't was, a thing. Yeah. And, that, and it was, you know, it was supposed to be like this myth and stuff like that, and now you can see them in museums and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. And like. Sperm whales fight them. It's yeah, yeah, dude, that's fucked. And that's it's crazy. crazy. The one I saw, the museum, I can't remember which exact museum. I think it was the Natural History Museum in D.C. Um, it's either that or it was, was one. It in like pictures. a big like glass case. Yeah, yeah, and it shriveled. Yeah, over time, it had and from the from them being able to even I like, think it was keep at the it Smithsonian. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. Either way, I saw that that large squid, and it had like deteriorated feet. Yeah, still. Like trunk, so it's yeah. like, yeah, you fucking imagine like a real fucking live one, like oh, oh they wash up on beaches. <sighs> That's how we figured out they exist. Yeah. One washed up onto a beach, and people came and they're like, "What is That's this?" That's a big squid. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, "What is that?" This? Is a we'll giant have a for dinner for the next couple <laughs> weeks. <laughs> that is a giant. Well, by God, it's a giant you squid. It. Holy <laughs> yeah. shit. No, it, it's, like, crazy that most sperm whales have, like, scars on their, like, the top of their head yeah. from so biting. Do, do, like, they eat the sperm yeah. whale? Oh. No, the sperm whale eat the squid. Oh, okay. But the and the squid, squid just fight back because, you know, I'm not going to let you eat me yeah. for free. You think they fucking eat them? I think once the squid kills the sperm whale, maybe it eats. I don't they, know like, what giant squid actually eat. I mean, I'm assuming they have a beak. Like, yeah, I'm, they have a beak, like oc- like, yeah, um, like squid regular squid and octopi. Ew, bro. That's what I'm saying. You imagine being grabbed by that fucking thing? Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, hey, it probably doesn't want anything to do with you. No, it doesn't. No, but I'm just, it doesn't. Yeah. Mother... And they, they don't really come up to the surface. They don't. The sperm whale goes down. Yeah, I don't. I honestly, no, don't not, think the, they not really the whale. Not the whale up here. I not think the they'd whale. probably decompress. Yeah, not the whale. No, that's squid. Yeah, the squid. Yeah, the squid. Yeah, sperm whale go down. Squid don't come up. Fuck that. <laughs> oh man, dude, all oh, that water shit still gets me. No. Oh, that reminds me. I wanted to say at the beginning of the episode about. Uh, like in in Vikings, when they're talking about like how the world was made, and like Jormungandr's like wrapped up in a big ball, biting its own tail, and that's how like the oceans are held in. Bjorn. And then like they they spit like this huge tale about like the the giant died, and the god took his bones, and they forged into hills, and they took his yeah. blood, and forged into all this stuff. Yep. And then like this go on and on. They're like, so priest, how do you think the world was made? Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> God created it in seven days. <laughs> like, it had this, like, huge story. Like, Thor it's just all these... It's just this Christian guy just sitting there, and then these 
Vikings all just laugh, just ridiculing him because of his beliefs and stuff. They take him to like the one holy site and they're like, here, here, have some of these, hand him a bowl, it's just full of like fucking mushrooms. Mushrooms, he yeah. Starts, like tripping his balls off. <laughs> yep. Nice. Hell yeah. <laughs> I think Ragnar doesn't. Ragnar asked if he wants to, if he wants to, uh, come fuck yeah too. like the first day like they bring him home as a slave yeah and they're like they're like fucking like just right across the room from him in like that little hut and the, like they get up come over he's like you want to join us and like, then. i've never been come with in. a woman because he was a monk yeah, yeah he was yeah. just like this holy monk that got taken away from this monastery i took a vow of celibacy and they're like well that's no fun what how you guys can't have sex that's so funny. And then she's like Tanya, and she's like pulling the like the blanket back, like, oh, not even when I do this. Oh, <laughs> uh, Lagatha. Yeah. Yeah, she was supposed to be uh Lagatha is, is supposedly a like famous shield maiden of Vikings, like in real history too. I was saying, I've heard of like the one girl, she's like, My mother was Brun Brunhilda, and like I've heard of that before. Like Brunhilda, she was a famous shield maiden. Oh, okay. So, um Damn. <sighs> I'm trying to think of her name now, and I can't think of it. Oh, it was like Oslo or something? Auslog. Mm -hmm. Yep, Auslog. Yeah, her mother was Brunhild, and then her father was something else. Yeah, like Brunhild was like a famous like legend. Yeah. Like, I've heard that before. Yeah, Brunhild is like a famous shield maiden, and Auslog is actually in real Norse mythology, too. As I mean, they try to, they weave all these different characters and stuff like that. Like... In real Norse mythology, Ragnar, there's like a story of like Ragnar, Lagertha had a pet bear or some <laughs> shit like that. And like to win her favor, she like, when Ragnar came for her hand or something like that, it's like, nah, like you <laughs> yeah. must. Yeah. Arrived to my camp, like, hu not like hungry, but not full. Uh, like uh, clothed but not wearing anything. Yeah, and he has with company but without alone. Yeah, and he he says it. There's a time where he's like telling Bjorn, and you might I don't know if you remember it, but he says something about it. he says something like and I and there's a bear outside of her house and I struck it down and he's like nah like Bjorn, like his son's like looking at him like nah that's not how you met mom. <laughs> it's just like but that was like the old like it was like an old Norse tale back in the day about how Ragnar. And Lagatha got together because he had to take down a bear to win her hand or like something <laughs> like that. Yeah, dude, that series is super good, super fucking. I do good. like when they do like their shield wall and everything. Like that's really cool. Shield and, wall. Like, the fighting's like real, like accurate too, in it, which is cool. I'm just gonna tell you, bro. His son is Bjorn Ironside, <laughs> like the other. It's so funny, like Ragnar and his son, which is his sons, Bjorn Ironside. Ivar the Boneless. Um, there's Uba, Sigurd Snake in the Eye. There's Sigurd all Sigurd Snake in Sigurd the Eye. Sigurd Snake in the Eye. Yeah, dude, he was a uh, basically like it's another Norse legend about Ragnar. It was about like he, I think he like came home from battle. He came home from like Viking, a like a okay, Viking is like a verb. For people who don't know, like when they say like from coming back from Viking, that's what they used to say. Like they used to, yeah, out raiding is what they used. They used, they used to go a Viking. So when he would come back from raiding or something like that, he wanted to obviously come back and take his wife, and she told him no, and that if he did, 
like his son would be cursed or some shit like that. And that's where like secret snake in the eye. It has something to do with her father too. Her mm. father had like a was like a snake in the eye type deal. So she named either way, all these fucking all these sons of Ragnar are like famous. They like not only if he was a real person, like I said before, if he actually was a real person, his sons were like just as famous warlords as him. They yeah. these are like real dudes that actually came across to England and were part of the great heathen army, which is actually real. They say that these men were the one because because the king of Northumbria killed Ragnar, supposedly, his sons came back to fucking England and was said, no, motherfucker, you killed my dad, we're killing you. And they fucking did. Like, the great heathen army was, like, real. Now it's just, like, whether Ragnar was a real person and stuff. It's all, all this stuff in history just gets really, like, obscured and stuff. I'm pretty sure there's a song about that, but I just can't remember what it's called. What, the great heathen army? Yeah, yeah like, it's about, like, them coming over, him getting killed, which brings, like, the rest of their army back because, like, he got killed. Yeah. Oh, when the... Oh, how the piggies will grunt when they hear how the old boar has suffered. <laughs> that was like an old... I guess I, he might have said that, like, the real Ragnar might have said. It was all his plan. Like, he came back over to England, and he let himself be caught because he knew. He's like, this is the last straw. If I come over here and they kill me... My sons <laughs> will unite all of Norway and bring a fucking fucking crazy army over. And that's exactly what they did. They ended up getting like disbanded like years down the line, but eventually they took over like legit like I'm pretty sure three of the four kingdoms in England at the time. Like during through yeah, all different years, they just like was all over the place. But Bjorn Ironside is another like legendary Viking of the time. Like back then he was like one of the generals, one of the leaders of the great heathen army, and it's Ragnar's son. I'm pretty sure that's where the new Crusader Kings game starts. Oh, really? Yeah, because uh, if you play in England at the very start of the game, you are at war with the Vikings of Norway. <laughs> yep. That's cool. Um, so I think that exactly where Norway's coming over to England, I think that's exactly where the new Crusader Kings game starts what, at. What year? Oh, it's... Isn't it like 893? Four, yep. I, uh, 893? I yep. thought it was something like it that. It might be, yep. yeah. That, that'll be it. You'll see it, bro. They, I mean, as you when you go further, they bring... It goes all the way up to they bring them bringing the great heathen army over. That's cool. Because, like, the... Eventually, it was like... The director said it was like the show is about Ragnar and his sons. So there's a, like... You'll go a very long way where the... The series will be a certain way. And then it'll... You'll see, like, there'll be a switch up. There'll be a really, like, good switch up, and then it kind of flips over from Ragnar to his sons. Hmm, that's cool. And, it, yeah, it's really kind of sweet to see his sons because, dude, they, like, it's really weird because all the actors, like, they really make them look like they would be his sons, and they, like, all have different, like, cool attributes. Dude, Bjorn is fucking awesome. <laughs> like, you really start to fall in love with Ragnar as a character, and, you, you know, like, there's no denying that he's the fucking best, but, like, as Bjorn gets older and stuff like that, like some you're just like, damn, this motherfucker's slick as hell, man. Like he's cool as shit. Like it was like the one part where he's like, what would, what would mom think of you fucking that that girl? <laughs> <laughs> I want you to promise to me right now you won't do it again. <laughs> Done. Yeah, he's really he, he's really on his mom's side. For and then everything. like the chick comes in like that night to like his hut and like gets on top of him and he's like, <laughs> no, no, no. Like finally pushes her off and then he like looks over at like the kid that's sleeping there. He's like, mm. like rolls back over. <laughs> <He's just pissed laughs> <off. laughs> 
Yeah, Buren was always on his mother's side for a while. When he grows up, man, he, dude, he's fucking, like, he has some really fucking sweet scenes. Dude, at the end of the first season, she has such a horrible time. Like, honestly, like, from, like, episode four of season one, like, she just gets fucked over constantly. Oh, Lagatha? Yeah. Yeah, she get yeah, it's a rough, it's a rough go for Lagatha at the end there. But, you'll see. Lagatha is, that's right, like, in real Norse mythology, Lagatha, the famous shield maiden Lagatha, is a famous shield maiden. So it's like, she does kind of get fucked over there in like season one, but they bring it full circle and stuff like that. And she definitely gets her fucking due. Like she, she gets her fucking shit in very fun. Dude, Seth, if you haven't watched it, I, I, it's definitely worth it. It's a long go. It's like yeah. what? Seven. I think six or something. Maybe. I don't know. You're right. Cause I think the six is the end. If but yeah, it's a long time. go. They're like an out. They're like an hour long. The first few seasons are like ten episodes, and then after like two or three episodes, they jump to twenty episodes. Which is wild. Yeah, yeah. It, dang. Yeah, yeah, it starts getting pretty. It took me a while to get through them, but like, it's fucking awesome. People, people who like Game of Thrones, you'll like Vikings too because it's not like mythological violence. It's actual like real fucking violence like history violence battles that took place in like real life and they do like what i said about what i meant about game of thrones is that like the violence is like real fucking you see motherfuckers get fucked up in there. yeah like i was saying like it's accurate like the fighting is like real like accurate which is cool it's not just like people swinging swords to like look cool like they're actually like you can tell they're aiming for something when they're trying to swing and stuff like that yeah, yeah. and like what mike was saying about the shield wall like there's a the diamond don't even i couldn't even count how many times there's There'll be battle scenes, like especially like where you're getting to, where King Harold and Jarl Borg. Now, mm-hmm. now you're gonna get into Vikings fighting fucking Vikings, yeah. like fucking armies fighting armies, and it's just like shield wall, like, like, shield wall. Like, like, they like they just, form a shield wall, like they wait to like one of the people on the other side makes an opening. They like open up the wall, pull like either like stab through quick, yeah. or, like they'll pull them into like the couple guys behind them, and they just like chop them up real quick. Yeah, <laughs> super good at like yeah. the warfare and stuff, and it just, dude, I'm telling you, it gets better. Wait till they start like. Eventually, like, uh, they laid siege to Paris. Damn. So eventually you'll see that. Like, them, like, trying to take Paris by boat. <laughs> and it's just, like, it's just so fucking, like, eventually you just catch yourself in, like, season fucking three. And you're just like, holy fuck, man. I remember when he was just, like, you know, when he had the fucking little water, the yeah. little water jug. And he's like, I think we can go to England. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're nuts. Everyone who's ever sailed that way has died. Yeah, literally the Earl let just lets him go because he doesn't believe him. Yeah, he literally like, thinks that nothing is to the West, that they'll never get anything. And that's what he tells all. He's like, you're going to let Ragnar go? He, like, what? He's going to go over there and get all the... He's like, nothing fucking goes... Nothing's over there. He's like, they'll never even come back. Yeah, and then he does come not. back and he's just like, hmm. All this treasure's <laughs> Wait a second. He's like, this motherfucker... <laughs> He like come, like they come back. They're all happy, and he's like, "Oh, Ragnar, you do know that all this treasure's mine, right?" <laughs> okay, Earl. Don't worry. It's coming. Yeah, he knows. He knew exactly what the fuck was up. Yeah, I mean, the man was recovering from an arrow wound and like a get, like cut open leg, and he still beat the Earl in like a one v one. Oh no. Yeah. To be uh, spoilers. Uh, to be honest, if you're listening to this podcast at all, it's just a whole bunch of spoilers for everything that we talk about. So yeah, get the fuck over it. Um, I don't mind spoilers. I'm the type I like like 
I don't mind if someone tells me what happens in something. I like watching how it gets there. But yeah. yeah. Spoilers, he does. Like he he gets really fucked up by all this like all these he, you just think he's down and out and then he just calls like in front of the whole town, he just calls out the Earl. He's like, One V one, me versus you. That was cool when he like escaped from the Earl too when he got those wounds. He's like, Let me pray to my god before you kill me. He's like, Odin, give me strength and he just like starts attacking him real quick. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> he comes out of his... and like runs. Like he just like goes after the one dude right in front of the guy off the horse, takes the guy off the horse, just fucking hops on, it's out. Nice. Yeah, bro. Like, I'm te- like Ragnar is a fucking, like, you, like his a- the guy who plays him, it's not like he's like a Henry Cavill, you know, like a witcher, like super jacked and like yeah. super human. It's just like he really brings the fat. Like, there, dude, there's so many times where he like headbutts people. Yeah. And it just like brings that like Viking savage of like. Yeah. And actually, Rolo, the guy who plays Rolo, is stacked in that fucking. Yeah. And Ragnar. Is supposedly his brother is like well, not like his little brother too. Like yeah, and it's older like, one. I no, Ro, I'm pretty sure Rolo's actually the little brother. Is it? Oh. I might have that wrong. I might. Have, it's been a while since I've watched the series. Either way, um, Rolo's the guy who plays Rolo is just like a fucking huge ass yeah, fucking dude. Huge. But Ragnar is still always like looked at as like the better brother, like the the more physically capable and the better fighter. Even though Rolo's a fucking berserker. I mean, like the whole he's season. a fucking like he's the he's a bear motherfucker where he just eats a whole bunch of shrooms and just he doesn't wear any armor. He literally goes into all these battles like bear fucking chested and shit, just fucking <laughs> killing Englishmen. Remember when Floki was calling him a fucking a Christian and he's oh, yeah, just like, like on the battlefield, he's just chopping people that are like down and injured. He's like, "Have I killed enough Christians for you, Floki?" They like, capture they capture the one king's brother and they're like, "All right, we want two thousand pounds." of silver in return for him and so uh the king's like all right but i want one of you to become baptized so i can be making a deal with a fellow christian <laughs> so like if the uh ragnar's brother gets baptized and they go back to the camp they're all sitting around and floki's like don't you think odin will be angry with you for mocking the gods like that he's like it didn't even mean anything yeah, he's, he's like it wasn't shit and then the christians like double cross them like don't there's just a big ambush and he's like literally like just crawling like on the battlefield he's so tired like trying to kill as many christians as he can he's like <laughs> did i kill enough christians will odin be happy with me now floki <laughs> Is this enough for you, dude? It was just so like. How many Christians did I kill? Oh man, just the, the that series is just so. And, like good. everyone's just looking at him too. Like he's just scrambling around. Like he stands up, like slips, falls, news knees, like grabs someone, fucking chops him in the back a couple times. Guys like, like yeah, trying, trying to, to get up. away. Yeah, nice. Like literally just like four times, and all the other Vikings are just like standing there, just like watching him. Like, yeah. like, whoa, dude. like even for us, like this is the whole battle won. <laughs> Everybody's just standing there, just watching Ragnar. Ragnar's still sitting there watching him. Floki, like they're all the whole fucking crew. I do like like the mythological elements like they put into. They it make too, it trippy. Kind of cool, yeah. They like, make he, like Ragnar like see like Odin sometimes. Like like one like at the battlefield like the very beginning of the show like there's like a big fight like Rolo like saves him and shit like that and then like he like looks out across the field of like the dead people and he sees like Valkyries come down from the sky and like pull people up he, like he sees Odin like walking along the dead. Cool. They'll always, see, they'll always cool. be like a raven somewhere. Yeah, they'll always be like a raven, and then he starts talking to the seer of uh, the their village is called Katakat. And he, there's a seer there that, you know, like, speaks to the yeah. god, and he knows. The, the cool thing, he never tells too much. He always yeah. says, like, she's, I've said enough, or I've said too much. And, and then they gotta like, lick his palm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they lick his fucking palm. 
and yeah, but they they make it like definitely portions of it like really fucking trippy when it comes to like some of the religious aspects because they don't make it like they do mention a lot about their gods, but it's not overly religious in itself. Like yeah. they don't bore you with their stuff, you know what I mean? Like in a lot of their stuff, like when they're like their blood rituals and stuff like that, when they have to sacrifice, they like sacrifice people yeah. for the fucking raid and shit like that. And there's like slaves and Vikings that like willingly like sacrifice them and dig it. Well, yeah, it's like, an fuck, yeah, they fucking like like it, and it's just like those scenes specifically are like some like. It's a free trip to Valhalla if you get sacrificed. Yeah, bro, it's fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, so they're they're down. They're like, yeah, I'll I'll be the sacrifice. It's an honor. I get to meet Odin. Oh man, to watch them like just get like just just get blooded. Just Odin gave his eye and hanging so from a tree for nine days for knowledge, but I would give so much more. <laughs> right. Uh, those scenes are so intense, man. So intense and. Uh, I think we talked about this last time. If anybody's a fan of the Blood Eagle, <laughs> if you're a fan of the Blood Eagle, man, you need to <laughs> you need to watch this series because they make a they make a good one. Holy shit, we went from fucking Vikings all the way over to West Virginia <laughs> for Blair Mountain. And back again. And back and again. Back again to the fucking Vikings. This Full is going to be... There and back again. A Hobbit's Tale. A Viking's Tale. No, 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 tale. no. That's another podcast. <laughs> that's another day. A Viking coal miner's tale. By, yeah. <laughs> by Room to Talk. Hell yeah, guys. This has been an awesome episode. Hope you guys enjoyed this week. Uh, next week, what do we got? Yeah, we'll figure something out. Keep you in suspense. Uh, okay, so we're not going to give you a little sneak peek as to what we're doing. You guys will just have to tune in to figure that out. Cliffhanger. I'm Bud Walker. Oh, you want to shout out YouTube channel? I can. Might as well. Um, yeah, like uh, Mike said, uh, YouTube, a save, A-S-A-I-B-H. Uh, we just do a bunch of games. Uh, nothing really specific yet. and Just have a bunch of fun times with the guys. I do stream under the same thing, twitch.tv slash A-S-A-I-B-H. Um, we just had a great stream on Christmas. It was so much fun. Uh, we streamed Dungeon Defenders. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Yeah. I've seen you guys been playing that. Yeah, oh, it's a great bit. game. Right. It's a lot of fun. Hell yeah. And the community is great. If there's one thing I can say about that game, the community is really cool. That's awesome. It's also it's cool when you get a game like that when you actually like there's a community that behind it and online that is yeah. actually like useful. <laughs> yeah. No, the funny thing was in my sh- when we were streaming, uh, the guy that writes the wiki popped in. <laughs> like the the guy that actually writes the Dungeon Defenders Awakened wiki popped into my stream and then popped into my game because I invited him. That's awesome. So we yeah, like played a couple rounds with him. Yeah, we played a couple rounds with the guy that writes the wiki. Like that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, this has been episode seven, episode whatever. Don't go by the episodes because we don't know what fucking yeah, episode you just look this at your is. Phone and it'll be right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this might be episode ninety for all we know. <laughs> all right, I'm Bud Walker, Mike McCloskey, and Seth Work. All right, we'll catch you guys next week. Have a good one. Next week, sorry. <laughs>